We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts. It's media day, which is obviously a huge day for the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. Actually, in two parts, we just had an Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie introductory press conference, obviously on the heels of a Gerson Rosa's dismissal that happened last Wednesday. So this was a loaded event here before Media Day even starts. So I'm here with Kyle Tige of CanisHoopus.com. We're going to do two separate podcasts today. This, again, is just right after the Glenn Taylor, Mark Laurie, and Alex Rodriguez introductory press conference. We'll talk about everything that just happened here kind of in the last hour. And then, you know, we're going to have some lunch. We're going to go. Then we'll go talk to all the Timberwolves players. So if if any of this is sounding tone deaf in, in relation to what the players have gone on to say, um, know that it's... 11.21 a.m. here in, in Minneapolis. So, Kyle Tige, how are you? What did you take away from this press conference? Well, thanks for having me. Um, again, if you missed the press conference, it's pretty short, but um, kind of kind of basic, right? Like, they hit on all the things they had to hit on. Um, again, it was streamed live, so this is kind of public knowledge to everyone, but uh, Glenn Taylor started it off by doing two main things that, in hindsight all of the chaos from last week and all of the uh, transaction rumor chaos of the last two months, he nipped that in the bud right away. He said two things. He said, one, what happened last week with some employees that were let go? Um, legally, we can't talk about that. And to some, that might sound like a cop-out, but that's also like kind of like makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There is legal stuff going on when you have a situation like that. Um, so it kind of gave them an out to not have to talk about it, right? And then two... He referenced, you know, just a reminder, we can't talk about players that are contracted on other teams. And he basically, he looked at me kind of and winked and was like, <laughs> we can't ask Ben Simmons questions. So in, a, in an ironic twist of fate, while we thought last week's whole chaos was going to lead to like a crazy new ownership press conference, it kind of covered them, right? Because they didn't have to answer any questions right. about Rosas. They didn't have to answer any questions about Ben Simmons. And they just kind of outlined, as we'll go into... Um, what the what the who who makes the decisions right like who who's in charge right now what's the plan long term where's the team and teams going to be long term uh and some stadium stuff so that, that was that was kind of the outline of it before we get into our biggest takes but i i thought it was interesting that glenn wanted to make it a point that listen 
I don't know if we're going to hear that. I mean, we'll hear the name Gerson Rosas asked today to multiple players, but I don't think anyone will comment on it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, if it was nipped in the bud, if those three aren't going to talk about it, I don't think explicitly we'll have anybody talking about it because it is a, you know, a legal issue. I, I thought a lot just kind of in the days since Wednesday when Rosas was fired to, you know, to now today on Monday, thinking about how different like a Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez introductory press conference is in, you know, in light of all of this, normally, you know, let's magically delete all that drama ever happening. This press conference, I think would be a lot about the future of the Timberwolves, right? Like as big as, are they staying here? What are, you know, what are your, um, you know, what are your motivations with this team going forward? I think back to when, you know, Clay Bennett bought the Seattle Sonics in, and eventually moved them to Oklahoma City. That introductory press conference was all questions from the Seattle media about that. And it was the first real sign that, you know, these guys from Oklahoma City might not, you know, might not have the best motivations for, for where they're going with this franchise. And so, again, without the drama, I think that would have been a lot more of the focus of today is what is the future of the Timberwolves? Instead, it was obviously a lot more about the present and, mm-hmm. you know, what the hell's going on right now, kind of. And what are you going to do to make this? a competent team in the next week, month, year, right? You know, that that seemed to be a lot of the focus. But, you know, there were some questions in there about that. Like, at the end of the day, if they're not going to talk about Rosa's, they're going to, you know, they're going to talk, say they love Minnesota. But there were also questions about the, the team staying here. And it was, you know, as on the record as we've heard anyone be, where Alex Rodriguez you know, said they have no intent. Do you have the direct yeah, quote there he, in front yeah, of you? He had the direct quote where he's like, we have no intentions of moving the team. And, and, and again, <laughs> and, and again, I, I think, yeah. you know, if you're listening to this and maybe you're a Lynx fan, it's I'm a Lynx fan. I'm important to announce to like this. It was Timberwolves focus because it is Timberwolves media day, but they went on to comment a lot about the success of the Lynx and all those things. But yeah, I mean, asked straight directly, you know, the rumors, the potential for moving all stuff. And Rodriguez, Unlike in the past when they weren't, you know, officially announced yet or they were Mm. kind of just hovering around this rumored ownership thing. Alex Rodriguez, fresh off of Sunday Night Baseball, flew in and said, hey, we're we are not moving the team. We love this market. And I will note one thing for the conspiracy theorists out there. Mark Lurie did not comment on that and has not yet spoken on the record explicitly about the team not moving. But. One of the owners has. Yeah, so Alex they, they're on the record. Alex Rodriguez jumped in and said, we have no plans to move. Our plan is to be mm-hmm. right here. And then and then that's where Mark Which is Lord, great news if you're a Timberwolves fan today. I and, mean, and if you're a cynic, though, right? Because that's what Wolves fans have grown to be, which is fair. Um, I mean, that's, that's the only thing they could say, right? Like, I don't think that that eliminates... Because they, you know... I think it might have been in the scrum later on where we're just talking to Mark Laurie by himself, not on stage. But, you know, a couple times they referenced stadium stuff and how he mentioned that's in the back of their mind. It's not like a new stadium is going to be discussed yeah, in point. February 2022 but but that's also common knowledge too if you follow how sports work like new ownership comes in at some point they're going to want to upgrade right and they're going to have that whole debate well, particularly when I mean we're sitting here looking out this window at Target Center this is an old stadium yeah that has has a nice like 200 million dollar candy shell that was put on it like five years ago but at the end of the day in the greater context of the 30 teams in the NBA this or 30 stadiums in the NBA this is one of, if not the stadium that is most ready for an upgrade, right? Right. So, so yeah, that, I mean, that is, again, that is, that is the future of, of this team. Those are the, the questions that have to be answered about public funding and all those sort of things related to a stadium. But 
I think, and as most listeners know who have you know listened to me over the course of this this whole kind of saga since A Rod and Lori were taken over, you know, I came in very skeptical about their motivations ultimately with with what they were going to do with this team, and through conversations over the past, you know, what is it, four or five months, and then today, like, even for a skeptic like me, I think this is as confident as you can be as a Minnesotan that you know, that the Timberwolves are going to be here, that they are going to be, that there's going to be a lot of intention from Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie to make this team an organization better right now to be an organization that can be profitable in Minnesota. At the end of the day, they're one of the least valuable franchises in the 13th biggest market. There's room to make money there. They can make, they can make money by being successful here in Minnesota maybe even more than they could by moving the team. So, so yeah, as somebody who wants the team to be here, I want my, my job and all, all of those sort of things. I, I'm encouraged by that. Obviously, it's something we're going to track over many years. But, but yeah, today was a lot more about the immediate. And while they couldn't talk about you know Rosa's explicitly, I think we heard Mark Laurie, right, talk a lot about how a lot of this crap has got to change. And so, yeah, that, that was I said that was my biggest takeaway. Again, I don't want to rehash something that maybe people watch because you I'm kind of giving you my analysis of a press conference, but it was for better or worse an old new I mean, I know Glenn Taylor has as he comfortably told everyone he has 80 businesses. It was a newspaper owner talking first and then like tech big tech talking second. You know what I mean? Like Glenn Taylor totally. referenced his wife and her cooking and just like real down-to-earth mom-and-pop stuff, and then Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez hit us. Well, actually, Mark Laurie really hit you with the vi- the words, right? The catchphrases, the vision, the Capital trans- people. Yeah. Yep. yeah, those his core values. And then Alex Rodriguez, whether or not you're a big A-Rod fan coming into this, I mean, it's still like I was kicking you during the press conference. Like, this is fucking wild that Alex Rodriguez owns the Timberwolves. Yeah. Like, that in and of itself is just a mad lib. Yeah, it was It was kind of like, for, for me too, it was the first time that really became Real. real. Because like, and he has a presence. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a rod. He does. You know what I mean? Like, he has a presence. What, whatever you thought about his baseball career, when that guy walks in the room, he just has a crisp suit and he's tan and he's just like, <laughs> just a. I mean, because that was the one thing too. I kind of took away like if, how the press conference was set up. You and I were in like row three, but to the right of us were two rows of players. And when Glenn's talking, it's kind of like you know when you're in school, right? And the teacher's talking. And when Mark Laurie's talking, <laughs> yeah, it's like when a a speaker at school is talking. But when a rod's talking. It was like when A-Rod came to school to talk to the like the players because the players were 100% like, I mean, they look up to A-Rod. Even though like a guy like Ant has you know famously said that he doesn't really know who he is, Carl was locked in. I mean, you saw him sitting front row. It's just those guys are drawn to what Alex Rodriguez has to say. And I think it's going to be a really interesting dynamic, right? As Glenn starts to pull away and Mark Laurie and A-Rod start to sit in the front of the car and drive it. Um, Laurie has all these business ideas and this, these strategies and stuff. A-Rod is going to be like what we kind of, in my mind, push back on this. A-Rod's going to kind of be what we thought KG would always be, right? Like if he sure. ever got into ownership is like, he is going to be the guy in recruitment pitches or he's well, going to he be- talked about it. He talked about, have, A-Rod talked about how Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson are his mentors who he's talked about. Yeah. With this, you know, his pro- we, again, we did, if you didn't see this part, this was like, we did scrums, which is, it means little mini interviews with Mark Lauren Alex Rodgers. Piled around one guy at a time. <laughs> Very COVID safe. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I had that. That struck me as well too. Of that, he's going to be a presence here. When I've been saying, you know, for the past few months, like 
Mark Laurie is going to be running the show. I still feel that, but it is going to be like a tag team in in ways between those two of, yeah, like they they have different strengths, right? This is a poor analogy, but it holds like 1% of truth. It's going to be like, I don't think Dirk Nowitzki has any ownership in the Mavs. But like he was just recently brought on, you know, to be like mm-hmm. that consultant, whatever. But it's like a Cuban Dirk. I they were the ones that flew to Luca, right? Like I, Alex Rodriguez owns the team, but I have that dynamic too because I think Mark Laurie is going to be on the Steve Ballmer, Mark Cuban level of like we're going to hear a lot from him. I mean, no, Glenn Taylor, it's not just going to be an occasional podcast or occasional little snippet. Like I think Mark Laurie is going to be everywhere. And he said that too. Like, I think he already owns property here. Like, he's going to be here a lot. A lot of people asked him, Are you going to be at any games? And he was, I'm going to be at a lot of games. So, when well, Arod said, He goes, This is our biggest investment. We've and invested that was in a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, this, like, financially, this is our biggest investment. It would, which you think about it, it would be kind of, if this is your $1.5 billion investment, I know they're not that, they don't, they did invest $1.5 billion in this, but comparatively to their another startup that Mark has or this and that, like, their money and reputation is on the line based on this, you know? So I, I do, I do think we'll see them be, be present here. And well, I mean, I, I joked about this, right. But like you and I were at a bar last night and like Sunday night baseball was on and A-Rod was doing it. Yeah. And he has, I mean, the A-Rod Corp, right. He has no problem getting on a jet and getting everywhere. So you might've seen him in Boston last night, but he was here this morning, bright and early looking great, chugging coffee. So I do, I do think they will be here. And uh, they did make multiple mentions to, kind of like untapped potential for the market. And they talked about all the Fortune 500 companies here and stuff. So again, it kind of goes back to this like old school thinking. I mean, when Glenn Taylor talks, it just because, and he references himself, not me, that he is 80. It's like, listen to your grandpa talk, right? It's that's what it's like. And then hearing A-Rod and Mark Laurie talk, it's like going to business school. So Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I guess, you know, this is a perfect way to pivot, but there was like four questions that I not I'm not sure I got an answer to, and maybe you did better because Dane's so much closer to the scrum than I am. Like, <laughs> what did you think about the decision making questions? Because that kept coming up. Like right now today, who's making the decisions? Yeah, well, I mean, that was the question I did ask Mark because my my question, as somebody who lives much more in the present of like the beat of what is going on with this team right now, like what I'm really interested in is like yeah these are these are big picture ownership questions of adding technology into the stadium maybe make building a new stadium at some point you know creating a culture vision capital people all those things those are like those are pretty down the line sort of things right now my biggest question is who's running the basketball stuff and what like who who are they right you know who are they consulting about making long-term basketball decisions or immediate basketball decisions and and mark was very direct when i asked direct sashin sashin like there was a there was a couple of questions that mark had to think about for a sec because he had to go through and kind of regroup i mean because those are tough situations when you're getting peppered with questions but when it came to so who's in charge of like who do you lean on i think was the question mm-hmm. in the scrum for basketball decisions and he looked at the straight sashin gupta like it was yeah. not and that was emphasized all day and you kind of just being in the building and feeling the vibe it's i don't know how long term it is but this is sasha and gupta's team yeah well i i would say just even since wednesday you know i think we all kind of came in with the initial understanding that at a minimum you know sasha was the interim you know president of basketball yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, yeah. head decision maker right and you know to some extent you know I, I i tweeted out something along the lines of how he doesn't have an interim tag and you know people have fun with it of like oh yeah not interim just temporarily which is which is fair like right. I, 
I, I hear, you know, I hear that he's not guaranteed to be the basketball decision, head basketball decision maker for the indetermined amount of like long-term period of time. Like he might be, but I think if you're a Timberwolves fan over these, not even week, I think what you can glean or what I have gleaned is that there is, they're more committed to Sasha Gupta than I would have thought on Wednesday. And I, I know that a big part of that is the relationship that Mark and Sasha do have that, you know, I mean, Mark has been pretty active behind the scenes since, you know, the spring when they, when the news initially broke that they're going to be minority and someday majority owners, like, and Sasha has been one of those people he's been in contact with. And so there is, you know, this is crazy times, you know, that I don't think they expected all of this to happen <laughs> six days before the season and everything. But I think it's good for the basketball team that you have a pretty competent person in place in Sasha Gupta, who's a, a competent in skill set of what he has, but also in like ongoing understanding of what is going on in the basketball operations department. And I think Mark sees value in that at least for the next year. And then, you know, let's reassess in a year. And he, he had mentioned something, too, about, like, someone asked him when fans can start to expect to see change. And he had he had given a 12-month kind of thing. Um, but I think that might have been, you know, I flew in yesterday, whatever you picked me up. I flew in from, from Portland. I think that was one of my biggest things that I've taken from living on the West Coast and following this team from afar, from afar that, um, that just, like, this was the introductory press conference for Mark Lurie and Alex Rodriguez, but this was not the first time that these people have interacted with the organization. Like, and you, and sometimes you don't know that because if what you don't see, you can't grasp. Totally. But like Mark Lurie doesn't tweet much, and he's tweeting about Tolosa or whatever. But like, he he was not just meeting media members today or the front office. I mean, they were they had handshakes, right? Like he he knows these people. He's doing a lot of work behind the scenes. September twenty seventh was not the first day that Mark Laurie stepped into this building and interacted with these people. I mean, he's been working behind the scenes. And I'm not trying to like boost him up. I'm just saying that was interesting for me from being out there now to being on the ground is like seeing, oh, this 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 guy's been working. And, that, you know, Alex Rodriguez might be a little different again because that dynamic is going to be, you know, one guy's going to be doing a little more day-to-day -day and maybe one guy's doing a little bit week-to-week. -week. But it was really interesting to me to see how connected Mark Laurie was to the media to the you know basketball ops people to the players i mean they he knows them all he's yep. spoken to them so i thought that was a really interesting dynamic let's take a quick break and then like talk a little bit more about what the scene of kind of what today just looked like at, <laughs> at target center because i thought it was unique too so we'll be back in one second we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back with uh, Kyle Tige of CanisHoopus.com. Again, we're recording this right after the Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie introductory press conference. After this, we have Media Day where all the players, um, I think except for Patrick Beverly, who was, who was just traveling, um, other than him, are going to, to speak. Uh, <laughs> I think he's at uh, Italy like, or Milan Fashion Week. Yes, so I don't think Patrick Beverly, for one reason or another, will, will be speaking today. But that's the next step of this day. Kyle and I will do another podcast this evening kind of reacting to all of this. But um, Kyle, I thought it was just, I mean, particularly for me, somebody who, who does live here and has been covering this team, we've had very few in-person media anythings <laughs> over the past, you know, 18 months or so. And and today it was pretty powerful to see, I don't know powerful is the right word, but just like different to see the entire, you know, Timberwolves organization here at this press conference, including pretty much all of the players there um, in person, even if they've <laughs> looked like a lot of them are just rolling out of bed. Carl was wearing a robe. Uh, yeah, but he was <laughs> up. He was up putting in miles at 530. I saw on Instagram. So okay. he, he'd got his work in before we did. Um, but yeah, what well, was just kind of like, I don't know if we really envisioned. I didn't envision have any vision of what today was going to really look like. What did it kind of like come together and look like for you? I, this is prefaced, prefaced all the time, right? By like, we joke about it, but like I'm an optimist. I'm still a fan at heart, right? That what I do versus what Dane does is va- vastly different. But I think my biggest takeaway too is like, I have a lot of relationships too with people in different departments and stuff here. And I just, this media day, we're just on the practice courts. So everyone, when like the big press conference isn't happening, you're just walking around talking to people, right? Catching up. Cause like you said, with the pandemic, you haven't seen a lot of these people since, you know, February, 2020 or March, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest takeaway, and I'm, again, open for your criticism, it's not, I don't think it's as much of a shit show as people thought. Like, I mean, I, I think, like, what happened last week and removing that situation was, you know, I don't want to say a tumor, but just, like, there were some people I spoke to this morning that just felt, like, happier coming to work mm-hmm. <laughs> and felt like a breath of fresh air that this wasn't hanging over their heads. Because, I mean, they were. This is, this is their job, right? This is where they get paid. This is, like, they have cubicles here. This is where they go to work. They knew some of these dynamics going on maybe more than I did. Um, and it just seemed like today with, again, they're, they're, they're still only projected to win 32 games, right? Like I, I didn't, we didn't come into a championship parade this morning, but I just, I felt like what happened last week, they could finally move past and you see new leadership. You see Lori and those guys, like if they would have just danced around questions about how powerful Sashin is, I think that would have been a disaster. Mm. But I think they really empowered Sashin, who I'm really excited about this opportunity. Um, and it, it just, it was less chaotic than I thought. Now this is again, let's preface this. This is before the players talk, right? Like, let's see what some of them have to say True. for part two. But I just thought maybe, maybe for once the organization, Mark Laurie said something that was, that stuck out to me in his scrum. He said something about organizations are too quick to hire and too slow to fire. And I think what happened last week was an organization that maybe was still too slow to fire, but they did it. They just cut the 
head off at the top by getting rid of their president of basketball operations. And they weren't going to let what other people thought get into the middle of the season, get into the end of the season. And Mark Laurie emphasized that today by like, listen, we're t- we can't be too slow to fire bad people or get rid of bad people. And they did that. And now they move forward with someone that they really believe in. Yeah. Well, and that again, that's someone they really believe in is Sashin Gupta. And and I think it was interesting for me to see all of the front office members there, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. be able to for me to say hi to them and, you know, all that, like, like reference the Tibbs thing. Right. When, when Tibbs got fired, like his, you know, his top guy on the bench with him was Andy Greeter uh, or Andy Greer, I think was his name, the, his his lead assistant. And when Tibbs was out, he was out, you know, and 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 those guys left. And then it became there's a couple of like holdovers, but it was mostly then Ryan's bringing in his own people, some consultants. Randy Whitman was around for a while. Like, at least right now, today, the whole Gershon Rosa's front office is still here and is mm, still yes. like committed to working with Sashin because they all have relationships with Sashin too. I think it would be different if it was, you know, if they would have pulled the Chris Finch here and <laughs> fired Rosa's and brought in a new president of basketball operations from Toronto. You know what I mean? Like the the, yep. the next day. So I think from, yeah, just from like a continuity standpoint and the thing that I think we all really care about right now is like the basketball, you know, it's like, it's go time. The, the season starts. There's going to be Ben Simmons talks going on. Like you got to, you got to like play the game right now. And to play the game, you got to you got to have your personnel like ready to go and and make a good trade or make a good decision not to make a trade or, you know, get your put a roster in place to play. Because this this season doesn't hasn't become any less important for the future of Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, all for the, the organization. Like they've been bad for a long time. You got to be go, you got to go now. And. And change often is, you know, whether they say three steps back to take two steps forward. I think they're doing everything they can to however many steps back it is, like they're making up for it too. And we're back, you know, back in neutral. That's the sense I have right now. You know, again, let's see what the players feel about this. I know for me, the conversations I've had over the past few days with people in the organization are with people in the organization, not the players. You know, I haven't had a phone conversation with, Jake Lehman about what he feels about you know what I mean like so so I'm, so I'm curious one of us. <laughs> I, I'm curious about what's uh you know I'm curious about what's next but I I, I don't know I, I I authentically don't feel like this team is in dire straits starting training camp tomorrow. And, and and I think it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning where the situation that happened last week kind of gave them like a meat shield to protect them from having to answer those questions because like you said there is there is legal stuff that they still have to iron out. Um, so there will be more to my, you know, here's my grand takeaway. There will be more to come from Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie and Glenn Taylor, right? We still, they haven't really made too many decisions together. Well, there'll still be a lot of press conferences with them down the road. And we'll, you know, ideally if I was running the show, I probably wouldn't have had that press conference today. It looked a lot different today than it would have looked last Monday, but I would have maybe not conjoined the two, but whatever. They got their introduction. They got to do their media thing. We'll hear more from them later. But the thing that stood away or I took away from today was when it was done, everyone's standing behind the curtain, right? Or everyone's moving around, interacting. Sashin was like, he too, he's like, I don't know, how tall is Sashin Gupta? Five foot six? He controlled the no, room. under. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people were coming up to him. He dapped up Ant when Ant walked. I mean, he just, he he's the guy. And it's not like, whether it's an interim or a temporary or whatever, like, 
I think he has been empowered and he looks confident enough that this is his team and everyone wanted to talk to him. So like you said back about like only Gers is gone, but the rest of the Rosas front office is here. I think they are now all behind Sasha and Gupta. And I think that's important because we're one week away from the first home preseason game. So right. like I said, the just because you had some chaos and dysfunction last week, the, the schedule doesn't slow down. I, I'm interested to see. I mean, Sasha's going to talk here in about an hour. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see the way in which he carries himself, right? Like the, the way I entered today was thinking about really three different things was what are A-Rod and Lori going to say? What's Sasha going to say? And what's Kat going to say? Yep. And then, you know, then there's you sprinkle and Ant probably being funny or something like that. But, you know, those are those are the three real touch points of today and where things could go in, you know, different directions. We kind of, as you mentioned with Glenn, he kind of nipped it in the bud so that things couldn't get like too crazy. It was like my grandpa was lecturing me the way he was just like, we're not we're not going to answer your questions. I was like, all right, cool, dude, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, Sasha's going to have a, his approach to it. And and then with the, that, you know. Sports Illustrated article that came out today, it seems like. The, the, the Sports you know, Illustrated article uh, from Michael Pena, who talked about he interviewed Carl and did a whole deep dive kind of onto how he's recovered from, you know, just everything that, he, that took place in 2020 with COVID-19 and the loss of his mother. Um, but there's also some questions about, you know, there's commitment to the organization. Yeah. yeah. And like his commitment to the organization. And he has a quote in there about how basically like if they this isn't the exact quote, but if they offer me a contract extension or like it's on them, like if they offer that to me, I think he said, I for sure want to be here. So that'll come up today as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I guess. Which is, which is a big, like if people are really concerned about the WTF tweet, you know, like I don't want to say this is backpedaling, but this is like signaling that cat is doing what he always does to his credit, which is continue to put faith in the organization from every firing down the road, you know, He's, he's had his like bits of frustration, but what he's always done is gotten back on and said, I'm, I'm in with Ryan. I'm, I'm on with Gerson. I'm, you know, and I think today we will see him put his faith in Sashin and his faith in the organization going forward. That's, and that, I mean, I, uh, who knows, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Kat's going to go off today, but the signs are in the pattern of his behavior is that, you know, he's probably not going to, he's not going to cause a ruckus here and he still again views this season as really important for the Timberwolves and for him individually like this isn't a good time for him to be it would be bad for Carl Anthony Towns's legacy to have like that last Anthony Davis season in New Orleans you know what I mean right like right that would be bad business for him even if he ultimately did want him like Cat has got to go out and win and be get everything he can out of this organization and his team and his teammates and his coach and Sasha and everything like it's go time for cat too. And he's the best player on the team. And as someone who wants to see this team do well, like I think, I, I think that's, I think we're going to leave today encouraged about where cats at in his head. Well, yeah. And it's, I think it's important to just I mean, it's go time for a lot of people, right? Like, and I don't think you just cynically say, well, don't you say that every year? It really is go. I mean, in that article, I think it referenced, how Carl was, you know, the the famous thing about how a couple of years ago he was the number one guy you'd build a franchise around and how that's dropped. There's some stuff in there about Embiid, about Jokic. Like, guys like him and Russell used to have a higher standing in the league than they do now. Mm-hmm. So it's big for Carl Anthony Towns. It's big for D'Angelo Russell. It's big for a guy like Anthony Edwards who didn't win Rookie of the Year. And his, his second half was judged kind of as just like, 
garbage time, you know, not, right. he wasn't playing a lot of hard, hard teams or whatever, just not as meaningful. Same for Chris Finch. I mean, Chris Finch, who, by the way, I've, I wasn't throwing shade at Sasha and Gupta, but Chris Finch is also seven foot six. Like he's a huge human <laughs> being. Um, and he was, he looks so happy today, but whatever happened last week, he's also more powerful too, right? Like he's been sure. confirmed behind the scenes that this is his team as well. I think the players love him. I mean, Carl had a lot of great things to say in that article on Sports Illustrated, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you could you could look at every single person and be like for Sasha and being the first like of Indian descent person to be in a role like this, a lot of people now have firm expectations. And it's, if they don't meet those, you know, it's not just like, well, we'll roll it over again next year and we'll say right. the same thing. Like, this is a really unique year because this team, like with COVID and all the other, and the bubble and all that stuff, it's like the Minnesota Timberwolves have kind of come out of like a hibernation, right? Like the last two years of basketball under Gerson Rosas haven't in essence meant that much because like they never, they weren't full speed ahead. They weren't pedal to the metal, all gas, no brakes. And I think now with new ownership and a new president or, you know, a new leader in that spot. And having Ant. And having Ant is so big. He's like, huge. I was, that was what I was going to it on. Like, I, you know, maybe people <laughs> think this is, he's a lot bigger than a year ago when I saw him in person. Um, he, I, I kind of when Finch said the whole like, oh, he's 6'6 six, six now. And to me, <laughs> subjectively, my eye test of standing next to him today, he is taller than last year. And I think he weighs 15 more pounds than he's he did. thick. Yeah. Like, I mean, and like in a good way, but like he, I know that. Monday media day NBA is hashtag muscle watch. I was just gonna say, yeah. but like he he is thicker. So again, that's just one element, and I'm sure we'll, he'll get asked about that later on. But yeah, I, I think I will be asking about that. I think <laughs> I was just gonna ask him about his dog. I think a lot of I think the biggest takeaways today was, and and please jump on me if I'm wrong here, but I think as a fan, because I, I still take pride in being a fan, um, it's really easy to be lied to when it's all on Zoom. And it's on tweets. You know what I mean? It's just easy to lie to someone when you're on the phone or it's, when you're not yeah, face to face. And if nothing else, I know I'm an optimistic person, but I took away from today that it's not as, there's still problems to address. There's still other organizations that need to be contacted about possible transactions, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's as dysfunctional as maybe we could have thought it would be. And I think they're a little more galvanized by a basic, you know, Addition by subtraction. I really think that the 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 way you saw people interact with Sasha and Gupta today gave me real hope because I, like you, I really just care about the basketball stuff. We'll figure out the Laurie Rodriguez Taylor ownership stuff. I mean, Mark Laurie mm -hmm. mentioned that like their date to officially take over is like December something 2023. Right. Like that, we're gonna we'll figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. This whole roster could look different by then. But like for now, Monday, three weeks from now when the season tips off. This is Sasha and Gupta and Chris Finch's team. And that's, I think everyone knows it and they're empowered to do what they have to do in those roles. If I'm relatively bullish on this team, it's because I really believe in like four and a half things right now. One of which is Chris Finch. I, I do believe Chris Finch is 100%. going to be a good leader and coach for this team. I believe in Anthony Edwards' future. I think there's, it's easy, you know, to see a real growth coming from him in this year, next year, like that just seems fairly obvious. Then, you know, I believe in Carl Anthony Towns being a very, very talented basketball player that incorporated with Anthony Edwards and Chris Finch. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of power in that. And then I personally 
And I know people, it's, you know, verdict's probably still out for a lot of people on Sasha and Gupta. I believe in Sasha and Gupta. I, you know, going back, having even just followed Sam Hinkie and the process and the Sixers and all that, I think that's how winning on the margins and the way they did, you know, I think, I think that's why Philly's in a place today in 2021 to have made so many mistakes as they have over the past few years. And because of the process, they're still here as one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Like, I believe in, I believe in Sasha and Gupta there. And then four and a half, like, I, I'm really interested to see what's coming of D'Angelo Russell because relative to what I think his perception and standing is on the league, like, if that's a stock, I'm buying it. Uh, I, I think, you know, it, a lot of this is age and where these guys are at. Like, Cat and D'Lo, like, they're adults, adults. You know, like, it's... It's go time for them, and I, I see a lot of talent in, in D'Angelo. So that, there's like, I think there's just rationally a lot to be optimistic about with this team in the midst of something that would be understandably very, you know, would be understandable to be very pessimistic about where the Wolves are in a PR state right now after firing their president of basketball operations six days. I'm act- It's actually crazy to me how quote-unquote positive I feel about this team given what's transpired here in the past 70, 96 hours, right? Like, I, I, w- I would say, again, as we get ready for lunch and and what is a full media day, by the way. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it feels like we've been working all day, but if we have most of all the players will be interviewed and asked questions. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not fanboying for the team. I'm not paid by them, but I think if you're from, if you're looking from a Timberwolves perspective, it's been so far so good. They answered the questions for now. Yep. I mean, again, it does nothing's permanent, right? Like, they have to keep the team here f- for perpetuity for it to actually matter. But they addressed those questions. They didn't dance around them. Um, and I just thought they came off as real new leadership. And if, you know, not to beat around the bush, but that's what fans like me and hell, even you, right, have been asking for for years. Mm-hmm. Like this team needed a new direction at the top, top, not the guy who decides who's on the roster, but the guy who decides who that guy is, right? Yeah. Glenn Taylor. And Today, you saw that Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, they're going to come in and they're going to come in firing, no pun intended, and they're going to put their hands on what you just said was their biggest acquisition yet. I mean, these guys are businessmen, and this is the thing that chews up most of their portfolio, and that's going to probably be the thing that chews up most of their time. So I'm excited to see what those two do, how they interact with Glenn over these next two years, and um, I can't wait for Anthony Edwards to make me laugh. (laughs) He's Kyle Tige. You can follow him. Uh, on Twitter at Kyle Tige, T H E I G E. I got that right. At a boy. Um, follow everything him and he and his team at CanisHoopus.com do. Again, we're going to come back and talk uh, tonight for kind of a part two of this media day. Um, so, so look for that either late at night or on what's today, Tuesday morning, where we'll kind of reflect on the whole day, more focused on what these players have to say. So, again, he's Kyle. I'm Dane. Until then. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah